This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I'm so happy you're here. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world. This thing called life can be challenging, and my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a journey, not a destination. I'm Sandy Scarlatta, America's happiness coach, author of Happiness Solved. I'm a retired U.S. national and international figure skating coach, a gold medalist in ice dancing. I've been a certified life coach since 2004, and I've been inspiring others to shift their mindset and choose happiness for over 20 years. Today's episode is a bonus interview that I recorded live from Las Vegas while I was attending the Ultimate Wealth Camp by Power Team International and the Mentor Studio. The Ultimate Wealth Camp takes place several times a year and is a life-changing, information-packed conference that I highly recommend to anyone that is looking to create massive impact for yourself and those around you. To learn more about this event and the Mentor Studio, please see the show notes. Thank you so much for listening today, and I am so grateful for you. Sharon and Michael Lecter, it is such a privilege and an honor to be talking with you today. For the audience listening today, I am sitting outside of the Ultimate Wealth Camp Conference, recording people live, doing live interviews, totally out of my comfort zone because it's not what I, the way I normally do this, but it's been great and fun and love connecting with people. So let's just have a great conversation. So you can't see us, but we're smiling. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I decided to do this audio only. So you can't go to my YouTube channel to see this because it's going to be audio. only. So both of you, you've been in this space for so many years and tell me looking back, have you done everything that you thought you wanted to do with your careers? Well, First, I'm going to push back because I don't tell people to look back because we, okay. can't change, we can't change the past. No, of course not. We can only we are from we are all where we are today because the choices we made before today. And if we want something different, something better, just something you know different path, start making different choices today. Absolutely. You know, there are a lot of things in our life that we think where we if we change it, we'd like to, but. That's just as wasting energy and effort because I could obviously I could, I could go back and not lose our son. I would do that, but I really want people to understand that you, everything that's happened before now is why you are, are who you are today. And all those scars, all those wounds give you the ability to help other people go and do the same thing. And so be true to yourself, stand in your own power, be that beacon of light to make the decisions that are right for you moving forward, but know that you're blessed with experiences that may not have been felt like blessings, but today you survived them and you can help other people going forward. Love it, love it. If they don't kill you, they make you stronger. But the fact is we're still building a legacy. You know, it's all about teaching. Yeah. And the, one of the greatest joys is watching a, a student of yours succeed. Yes. Yes. I, I, I would have to agree because I'm a coach as well. And so, yes, um, 
there's there's nothing like it when you when you have that when you see other people's successes. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your backstory and and what made you put you on the trajectory that you're on today. Well, I'll try and give you the flip notes version because yeah. it's a pretty, we've been around a long time. <laughs> but I grew up in a very entrepreneurial house. My mom's beauty shop, my dad's was car lot, and we had a bunch of properties that scrubbed out with three tenants. And so I just I grew up in an environment of understanding to buy, build, and create and produce some assets. And as I continued into public accounting, I saw most people did not understand that. We were taught in school to exchange time for money to be an employee. Yes. And I continued seeing that divide of people who could not seem to get ahead because they'd try and get a second job or they'd work overtime, but they didn't they didn't know how to curb their spending to spend less than they earned. And it was just a, a mission of mine to help people understand the power of money. Because when it comes to money, you're either in charge of your money or your money's in charge of you. There's really not that much in between. But the trigger was our oldest son went off to college and got the credit card debt. And that was December of 1992. And that's really when I dedicated the rest of my financial education, financial um, helping entrepreneurs understand how to build businesses, but most importantly, teaching people the importance of buying, buying, building, creating, and producing assets so that as they get older, their income goes up, but they get their time back because the assets are more Love it. Love it. What about you, Michael? What was the question? <laughs> your backstory. Your backstory. <laughs> well, I started out as a child. <laughs> Uh, and there was a comedian in there somewhere too, right? <laughs> she doesn't always appreciate my humor. But uh, I, I was uh, my son's poor dad in the rich dad, poor dad, the Okay. Came up, worked, worked my way through school. Uh, started out as an engineer, went to law school. And uh, yeah, the only entrepreneurial thing that I was doing was going into big general firms and building intellectual property sessions. And then we got married. But you know, as an intellectual property attorney, he was um, helping other people create the business cycles and the protection of intellectual property to create their businesses. So he was assisting entrepreneurs in creating the foundation. And, and I, I've been involved with lots of, of neat projects, lots of neat clients, um, and taught entrepreneurship at ASU for about 15 years. Nice. So it had a little bit to do with entrepreneurship. But generally, it's building strategies, figuring out what the appropriate business models are, how to get resources to a company when they need them. Most people think in terms of just capital. They'll raise money and we'll go buy the stuff that we need, buy the people that we need. And uh, the fact is that you can go direct to the resource. Use other people's money, other people's resources through licensing, through joint venturing. And it, it can really make a business. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. 
Well, you said, and then you got married. You guys, you have a big anniversary coming up? We just, no, we just had 42 years. 42 years of marriage. That is absolutely astounding, and congratulations. What do you attribute that success to? Because as you know, I mean, I'm on, I'm on my second marriage, you know. <laughs> I was married to one for 21 years, and when my husband first proposed to me, I was like, well, you know, you're such a great guy. I'm like, I could easily be married to you for, for at least 20 years, and then we'll be in our 70s. So then what's the point, right? At that point, why well, get divorced? So I was nice, like, nice. I know, right? <laughs> but what do you attribute that to? Because that's that's a huge American success story, because not many people make it that way. Sharon would say separate bathrooms. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, my, that's my funny answer. <laughs> um, but I, the, the serious one is that you, know, you have to respect your spouse more than you love them. And Mike still was frustrated at times. But if you respect them more than you love them, then love gets challenged, the respect gets challenged. That's what's really important respect your partner. I love that. And I'm looking, thinking back, my mind's, my mind's ticking right now, so thank you for, for that, because that's so true. That is so, so it's true. It's a team operation. Yeah. And you, you play to each other's strengths. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's just amazing. All right, let's talk about your book. Think and Grow Rich for Women. I know. I know. You've written a lot of books, and I and I told you before we started, I don't have my extra screen here with your bio up, so I'm kind of really doing this off of memory, which isn't that great these days. But but that's what I heard you all talking about earlier today at the conference. But yeah, that's something that I. That's a that's a book I want to read because. We do think, I, that's what I heard you saying up there, we do think about things differently. We do. We do. And I think that, you know, the steps of success are the same. But we approach them very differently. We wrote the book, Thank You for Rich, was actually released in 1937, after 25 years of production. And we, there were no women in business at that time. Right. And so I wanted to honor Napoleon, so I kept same outline of the book and highlighted the same steps that he did, he did, but looking at them through the eyes of successful women. Now, did you, I mean, you'd already know, knew a lot of successful women, but in terms of when you were preparing for the book, did you talk to women? Did yes. you interview? Okay, so you interviewed other women. I, I had women from history, women from all walks of life, but I also had individual women who contributed to each one of the chapters. Nice. That's really great. And how did, in terms of, is there a workbook with that as well? Just like well, we, have, we have a downloadable um, okay. book that goes with it. And then we also have an online program study books. That's incredible. I love that. That's, that's so exciting. It's so exciting. And so, next question If you could talk to your younger self, what advice would you give her? Oh, I appreciate that. As I said earlier, I get that question a lot. Oh, do you? And I always, you know, I always, particularly if I'm on a panel, I say, may I go last? Because I don't want to negate the other people. But um, I've been asked that so many times. And I really, I think in today's world, we have, we live so much in regret, the shoulda, coulda, with us, that I really kind of draw the line in the sand. Like I said, I should say, I wouldn't talk to my youngest I wouldn't be who I am today if it weren't for all those ups and downs that I had for my life. 
and I think if we focus on, you know, if I could have done this or should have done this, you know, if I had eight, any young man that I could say, would you anything you want to do? Train yourself, educate yourself, and do the work necessary to succeed because the world of opportunity is open. I love that answer. And the fact is, if you'd gone back and talked to your younger self, they wouldn't listen. And they would not listen. <laughs> that is a very good point. That is a very good point. Yeah. I, I asked that question, and, and I actually haven't heard other people ask it, but then, again, I don't listen to a lot of other, you know, we all, we're all very busy people here. Because when, like, part of my story is uh, my brother died when I was four years old. And that was kind of the big catalyst that, you know, my whole world came kind of came tumbling down, ended up in outpatient recovery with a, a cocaine abuse problem. And that was something that the therapist used as a tool. It was like, you know, and so that's why, because it was, it was more of like a metaphor kind of thing. But I love what you just said, because, and what, what you both just said, because you're right, they're not going to listen. And yeah, you can do whatever you it's really good. Very, very smart. Making different choices. Yeah. And the problem is, particularly women, we tend to make mistakes and the bad decisions we've made in the past. We tend to brand ourselves as failures. And I go, those kinds of things were occurrences. They are not definitions. Right. And if you if you ponder and spend time, you give them power. Right. And we need to release that and be part of who today and what you need. Because we are who we are today because of everything. Last question for you. And I'll let you go because I'm so respecting your time. I'm just so appreciative that you're here. What advice can you give a woman who wants to start her own business and really doesn't know, you know, what to focus on? What's, what's what would you tell that person? Well, first, you know, don't just start a business and start a business. Right. Because successful businesses do one of two things solve a problem or serve a need. Yes. And so, what is your definite purpose? What is it that you're passionate about? What do you want to change? What makes you mad? Something that gives you that ability to jump out of bed and that's your definite purpose. Um, and we have a lot of problems and needs in the world today. So, determine what it is that's going to make you feel good about the contribution you're making and form your business around that. But most importantly, don't do it alone. Put together the team. You know, business is a team spirit. And there are a lot of resources that a business is going to need at different times in its life. And you need to, to put to have a plan to put together the right people to bring all of the skills that you need and the resources that you need. Yeah. And you know, today's speed to market so you want to have the right to but you also want to have the mentor. You know, and is, there's a difference between mentors and coaches. Coaches are both very important. Coaches keep you aligned on a predetermined path. They create that accountability. Yes. I'm not a good coach. I'm a great mentor. A mentor is somebody who's been where you want to go. They know how to accelerate your path. They know who you need to associate with. And they can steer you around pitfalls. And so it's something that you really understand. You both need a coach and a mentor. Don't try to do it alone. Excellent advice. Different skill sets. Yeah. I would differ with you when you said the speed market is everything. 
because you have to have a foundation in place. You bring something out, the best product in the world, you put it on the market. If you don't lay the right foundation, the right legal foundation, people are going to copy it and take it. So it really doesn't do any good unless you have the legal protection in place. Excellent advice from both of you. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate this. And best of continued success to both Thank you. I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.